Hello, and welcome to 633. I'm Sharon McComb, and I am your host today. I'm here along with my uh, co-host, Faith Coach Kimberly Bowrose. And we have teamed up to do a series of episodes called Coaching Works. And during these episodes, we want to really just introduce you and explain to you and get you more familiar with the profession of coaching and how it can help you um, in everyday life. Um, On Wednesdays, Kimberly goes solo and does Wednesday wake-ups, and she shares her 30 years of visions, experience, wind words, and testimonies about how the Lord has both led and carried her through her life. She uses uh, a provoking coaching style to invite your believer to wake up and believe for more, because there's always more. Fridays is Checkmate. I discuss the many ways that we get stuck in life, giving you tips and insights from my training and my experience to affect change in your life. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about group coaching. And we've talked about this before, um, how there are different ways to coach. And one of the ways that I I offer, and Kim has some groups as well, it's um, it's... It's a bit like support groups, but with a coaching component. And um, I have an ongoing group called Teen Talk, and it's a closed group. Um, We tend to uh, get people together, and we get to know each other in the group, and then we close the group so we don't allow anybody else in. And what this does is it allows us to build trust amongst uh, the members of the group and it gives us some confidentiality so that we can delve into things that are more personal and really get to the root of some of the things that we want to change. So today I have invited some members of my tea and talk group to join us for this podcast. And we're going to actually have tea and talk right here online. And you're going to get to listen in and see what it's like. Um, so I am here today with, uh, Kimberly is here as well, and she's going to participate in the group coaching. And I hope that whatever we're talking about today, you know, you can get something out of that. But I'm also hoping that by doing this, you get an idea of what it's like to be part of group coaching. So I want to welcome the members of my tea and talk. Um, today we have Deanna and Stephanie, and Rachel, and Kimberly. So, one of the topics that um, has come up is this whole idea of having so much going on in your life. Um, Stephanie, you said it's like you got a bunch of spinning plates, and you're you're not really sure how to handle them all, where, to, where your priorities sh- should be, and where your energy should go. And it's something that we're all really struggling with. So can we talk about that today? Is that um, something everybody's comfortable talking about? Good with me. Okay. So can, would you like to start, Stephanie? You know, explain what you meant by you have a lot of things, you know, a lot of plates spinning. Um, it's easy to, you know, it's easy to 
say theoretically what our priorities are. I mean, a classic one is God first, family second, um, you know, ministry, church, whatever, job. Um, but the practicality of everyday life, and I mean, even in family, like I have a big family, five children, all with partners, 11 grandchildren, a dad that needs help, a brother, right? And, um, and just trying to prioritize family mm-hmm. just within that. But yeah, I have a lot on my plate and, um, and I'm trying not to be obsessive about God's will or see it as being restrictive. Um, He doesn't want a robot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have, (laughs) so that falls into doctrinal quandaries for me. And um, I'm a bit of an intense person. (laughs) <laughs> and and I have a big thing about, but I just want to get it right. I just, yeah. I want to do the right thing. I want to be in the right place at the right time with the right people doing what God wants me to do. Yeah. I think, and so I think we all kind of have a little bit of that too. I mean, we want to be doing it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody so. else want to weigh in on, on what Stephanie's brought up? Don't all jump in at once. Well, I just went through this recently. In fact, um, you know, to be honest, we were behind in recording an episode because when Sharon and I uh, did meet to record an episode a couple weeks ago, I think it was, or was it just last week? I don't know. Part of the spinning plates is time flies. Mm -hmm. And anyways... That's how I felt when her and I had uh, agreed to meet for a recording. I was in my overwhelm, you know, I call it my overwhelm. I call it a tornado, a whirlwind. Like I'm trying to figure out what is the right decision? What is the right choice to make right now? And, Uh and, um, I've been very open in my life and my podcast that I have ADHD and so one of the one of the areas that I have difficulty with is making decisions and prioritizing. And um, so I was really, really stuck in an overwhelm. And one of the things that came out of my mouth, as you know, all know, Sharon is my life coach. So we ended up not recording. I ended up being coached. And... I came to the conclusion, something that came out of my mouth is here is Kimberly. And yet I do okay if I focus in my worldly life. If I do the things that Stephanie said, and I have my family a priority, I've done my little, you know, I've done my little prayer or whatever. It's not that I ever walk away from God in my flesh life my real life, my earthly life, but I can focus on taking good care of my husband, my children, my grandchildren, my finances, my neighbors, my job. But then something happens 
and I feel like I'm missing my spiritual life. I'm missing my study time, my journal time, my soaking time, my worship time. And I especially miss that in COVID because I wasn't in a situation where I got to go to a service and really plug in without the other five people and two cats and neighbors that are in my house. Yeah. And so I felt like I was swinging from flesh to spirit and flesh to spirit. And I was in an overwhelm and had all these plates spinning, as you described, Stephanie, and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And then my coach asked me, is it supposed to be that way? Are we supposed to be separating ourselves from flesh to spirit? You know, I'm trying to do this balancing act, and I'm the one in the middle. And is that, is that what the Christian life is? No. So I have been in a mess all week. Thank you very much, Sharon. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Dealing with that and, and coming to God, who is my ultimate coach, and saying, okay, where do we go from here? What does this look like? So now I, I want to ask um, Deanna. Rachel, Sharon, Stephanie, is that kind of how you feel in your lives that you're trying to do a balancing act of the things of this earth and the things of the spirit? Is that what causes you, like it did me, the sensation of spinning plates and overwhelm? Well, I know what my go-to response is. Uh, when when I get overwhelmed, I climb into bed. <laughs> I lie on my right hand side and I start talking to the Lord because I don't know another way to solve this, and I, and I can't solve it by continuing to pound at it. I can't keep just spinning plates. That to me, that's just it winds me up and winds me up and then winds me up and it doesn't head me toward a solution. So I tend to shut down for an hour, maybe for two hours. And uh, I know not everybody has the opportunity to do that, but I'm semi-retired. So I'm a lot more of control, uh, in control of my time than some other people might be. And so I just shut down. And um, I, I don't think that's the ideal solution. I don't think it's the answer, but at this moment, it's my go-to, it's my temporary patch when I get overwhelmed. So what does it do for you, that temporary uh, shutdown? Um, well, I think it blocks all, all new input. So I'm not in front of my phone, I'm not in front of the computer, I'm not in front of any human beings. Um, so there's no new input coming. And um, I think it's very akin to what sleep does for us. When we sleep, um, it gives our brain an opportunity to prune the things that are just taken up space and to process the things that need to take a more important space. And um, dreams work in conjunction with that. When we dream, um, the purpose of dreaming is to sort out your day and your worries and your anxieties and to put them into a um, perspective 
that when you wake up, you feel better about it. And how many times have we heard somebody say, um, I need to sleep on that. Right. That's actually really good advice. And I think that's what my shutdown time does. It, it gives me a little bit of time in the day where I'm, I, I usually talk to the Lord like constant babble <laughs> when I do that. And um, until I'm, um, until I'm talked out and I feel it's, it gives the fact that I'm quiet gives the Holy Spirit a chance to soothe the rough edges. And uh, often when I get up, I at least have the energy to look at all my plates or all the stuff I have to do. And sometimes I have a solution or at least an idea of how to go forward or maybe who I should talk to. And sometimes that's my coach because my coach has this knack for asking the right questions that lead me toward my own answers, the, the answers that are best for me. Yeah. And that's uh, what coaching does, right? That's it's not up to me is. as your coach It's not up to me to come up with your solution, right? You know best what your solution is. My job is just um, to kind of guide you to coming up with those solutions. That's right. Yeah. And that's one of the things I appreciate about it is that you don't put your own personality into it and you don't put your own viewpoint, your own filters, your own rose colored glasses um, I think you're careful, actually, not to do that and to leave it open so that I have to think in a way that leads me toward what the Lord wants in my life or what what I'm believing for. So I have to come to the con- conclusion of what's next. Right. And, and that's not always fast. Like it, that can't be done in a question or two or a session or two. I know last fall when we were doing some coaching it took weeks for me to finally come to the answers that I was looking for. But they were my answers. They were from my spirit. They were from my uh, connection with Jesus. They weren't colored by your your connection with Jesus. And that's really important, Deanna, because, you know, if you, to just stay on that. And then I want to ask Rachel um, to make a comment. But to just stay on that for a second, it's really important that the answers come from you because um, you're going to go ahead with those answers and you're going to put them into practice in your your daily life and you're going to make those changes. And when someone makes a decision for themselves, it's their choices, right? You're more apt, first of all, to stick to it, right? Than you would be if I said, here's what you need to do, do this and this and this and this. Exactly. Um, And second of all, it's your own motivation, right? You're motivated because it's part of uh, what fits in best with your own life because you've come up with it, right? So, you know, in in looking at our topic today, when you shut down and then Mm -hmm. you get up and you kind of have a better uh, handle on things, um, you know, is that... Is does that equip you then to take care of some of the thing the spinning plates? Um, I'd say rarely. What it equips me for is to continue to move forward, so I can um, I can see my way clear to the next step. Sometimes okay. it's so unclear what needs to be prioritized that 
you kind of just have to keep going until you uh, until something crystallizes and becomes clear of oh that's what i need to do right now okay rachel do you want to make a comment about you know when you get a lot of things going on you know how is that for you um a lot of i actually tend to do a lot of the same thing deanna does i i like to i shut down i don't like to but it's not like a it's not in the same way she does. I kind of just shut down. I don't, I, I work, I'm trying to work on switching it over to like praying and being with God while I'm going through that moment. But it just, at this point, I don't think it's happening. I don't know. It doesn't seem to, I can't pray. It's almost like I'm paralyzed a lot of the time when I'm overwhelmed. Um, like uh, Kim I have ADHD and um, Deanna, I used, to, I, I sometimes, I used to work with Deanna a lot and um, I have, she basically, I was basically described my mind as like a cup and I can only take so much in my cup before it overflows and I have a smaller thinking tank than neurotypical people. Um so, so are know. you, it, do you find it takes a lot less going it takes on a in lot your less. life? I, can, I get overwhelmed very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding I'm actually starting to shut down unintentionally at my job. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot going on lately too. So it's not even, I don't know if it's just the job or if it's just me or if it's my mind, but I've been very stressed more than normal lately. Um, especially within these like last like three days have been terrifying and very stressful. And I, I find myself avoiding shutting down so I can um, help other people, the other people in my life right now who need the help. Mm-hmm. But that's actually affecting me at night when I'm trying to sleep because I'm not able to shut down because I didn't, I'm not feeling the emotions at the time because okay. I for those who you guys know me really well I'm a very very emotional person and um I don't just like I don't just like show it's not like just a one my emotions are at like a 10 or a one or they're nothing <laughs> so it's been really I don't know I just I don't I at this point I don't really feel anything okay Sorry, well, right now you have an awful lot of like for you um you got a lot of plates spinning in the air right now that you're trying to kind of balance. Um, so right now you're right in the middle of, of that kind of a crisis almost, right? Yeah. It's almost like a crisis. So um, I'm wondering because um, Deanna says she shuts down a little bit. Rachel, you've just said you shut down a little bit. I um, do. Stephanie, do you ever shut down? I don't think laughing. (laughs) I know. Um, Or do you do the opposite? I, I think I tend to keep going, even if it's not, even if it's not productive, keeping more like spinning your wheels. Um, I have used the analogy of a car that's parked 
but really revving. (laughs) (laughs) But not really going anywhere, but noisy. And um, I was not a nap kind of kid, like even as a kid. And I know we're like not all shut down is equal to a nap or laying down. Um, I actually, sorry, I actually could use a little bit more of stop, sit, breathe. Um, I start out, I start often with my quiet time um, where that's where I'm like in this wonderful peaceful zone and it's like heaven come down I don't want to go anywhere I don't want to go into my real world who who was saying okay Kim you were saying when you're in your flesh world then it feels like the spiritual realm is um what's the word impacted yeah compromised or impacted compromised there we go yeah Uh, I'm kind of like on the other end of that where I'm I've given a lot of time to the spiritual realm I felt that I needed to do that I was recuperating from a very serious breakdown so nothing like it was survival mode it's like oh god if I don't run to you I don't like organizing my dining room table or getting my income tax done is not going to help my mental health. Mm -hmm. It would only make it worse. In fact, so the spiritual pursuits, like my dad said to me one day, you're so much more spiritual than me. You're so much. And I'm like, dad, like I don't get bragging rights for this. It's like when it's life or death, that's what it felt like. It's not like, oh, I'm so spiritually disciplined. Oh no. It's like, I didn't want to die. I didn't want to end up in the psych ward. Is it, but, can I interrupt for a second, Stephanie? Is that yeah. a bit like shutting down for you, though? To, my shutdown, the, well, the rest my shut, of the I start with shutdown. Okay. I, I kind of start my day with shutdown. And then to move to move into the rest of life, I get the whole ADD, ADHD thing and making decisions. So to move in the into the world of practicality, was simply just simply scary. Right. It was easier to stay in the spiritual zone, write, journal, right. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, and then, but too. it's like, oh, now I have to go to the store. Oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. That requires decision making. And then the mental health thing would, I, I was going to say something earlier though. I have, I have, and maybe. We're talking about this, but I'm going to articulate this the way I've heard it about we often do that separation between the secular, not secular, bad secular, but secular and sacred, like job, secular, uh, doing your taxes, secular, right? And, And think, well, I need to focus on the sacred and uh, numerous people, including Charles Chuck Swindoll has said there is no such th- there is no such separation. Right. 
I think that's we what make you're talking it. about, Kim. Yeah, we make it. And so to bring the sacred into, I'm doing dishes. I've just been asked to babysit. I need to go to the store. I Like to bring, I have not been very good at, okay. it's been challenging to bring, like I just feel more spiritual if I'm doing spiritual things. Right. Yes, exactly. We all do that. Now so, I yeah. just want to share something quickly. Because I'm in the same room with Kim. The rest of us are all on Zoom. And she's pretty near dancing in her seat because I think God has shared something with her. So can she share right now what she's getting? Yeah. Go, sure, go for it. I I'll, love that when she gets like that. I know. I'll try to make it very short because if you want a broader story about it, uh, it is my episode for my podcast that comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So... It begins with, I told you, with my life coach, I ended up seeing that I was stuck in this overwhelm because somehow on the inside of me, I struggled like Stephanie says. You know, I do great if I can stay journaling and worshiping and in the presence of God and I have time to relax. But if I have to look after, you know, the world and the job and the money and everything, then I I feel like I have to make all these decisions and my my mind ends up feeling like it's out of the spiritual. Yes. So they were very separate. And the question that the coach asked, Sharon McComb, was are they supposed to be? You know, I very much saw life as a balanced scale and I know better, but that's how my mind was working it. So then I go to my job, which is at a daycare, and I'm on this hike, and there's four-year-olds up ahead, and I'm walking with this little two-year-old who is lagging in his walk. And apparently another teacher taught them this little rhyme. And it was, hands on top, that means stop. And I thought it was really cute. And what the children are taught to do was put their hands on top of their head because they're running way up ahead. And the teacher wants a visual that they've heard her with their hands on their head and they're going to stop and wait for the catch up. Now with ADHD, your mind is constantly running ahead. It's constantly bouncing back and forth to this thing and that thing. And I heard an expression today is that you shouldn't should all over yourself. I said should, (laughs) should all over yourself. Because we have a very negative story that we tell ourselves that I should have done this and I should do that and I should do that. And we end up, that part of us ends up in an overwhelm. So anyways, the next day after my hands on top, I wasn't thinking about it. I did have a little cry in my journal and I was praying and I was telling God my miserable mess as if he didn't know it, what was on the inside of me. And then I gave it up and I sat it down and I went into what, you know, you might call the real world. And I'm weeding my flower bed. And I didn't realize that my mind was still running way ahead up on the trail. And the Holy Spirit said to me, enough, hands on top, that means stop. I laughed right out loud. And, and I'm like, what? And then I had such a powerful download that this is the battleground. 
this is where the separation happens. On, in Be, your head. You know, your hands on top of your head. And God, God had me immediately. First of all, wait, I saw myself in the overwhelm. <laughs> I saw myself in the overwhelm. And what I didn't write in my journal is that I wanted to throw my hands up and quit. Quit it all. I'm not even yeah. going to be a believer anymore. Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I want to shut down. And I didn't write that in my journal. But when the Holy Spirit said, hands on top, that means stop. That's the first thing I saw. The first thing that he showed his light on is that you are in this state where you want to throw your hands up and quit. Shut down. But I want you to put your hands on top and stop your thinking. Because the battleground is in the top. The battleground is in the thinking. We know this, but that is the scale that I tend to, and most of us believers tend to balance the real world of family, work, money, job, our to-do list compared to our spiritual list. It's this part that's in the middle that's on the top. Now, the revelation is that we are created body, soul, and spirit. Now, I wrote a wind word about this. And it, it goes, I'll try to be very quick. It was a children's teaching. She had three children come up onto this stage. They were, as they came up, you are spirit, you are soul, you are body. And then she said, you know, we're born with the body leading, the soul is behind, and the spirit's behind. We're all lined up. We live facing towards the real world. And our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, listen to what throws us off, especially as women. What throws us off is our mind. What throws us off is the decision that we're trying to make for our will. What throws us off is our emotions. We're hurt. We're offended. We're fearful. I'm scared. I don't know what every emotion is. That is the soul. And when we give our lives to Jesus and we become surrendered, that spirit that we were born with turns 180 degrees. So she had these children walking around in, in follow the leader file and the body was the lead because it was facing the world, the real life. And then when that person was saved, the spirit man turned 180 degrees. Who's caught in the middle? Was the child that was called soul. And they're constant. So the more we feed ourselves in the real world, the more we walk in the real world. And our spirit man is weak. But the more we feed the spirit man, the more we walk in the spirit and our flesh becomes weak. But it is our soul. It is your soul that we choose who makes the decision. Who are we feeding? Now I'm going to tell you, I was caught in the thinking. And it's not wrong, but it's not balanced. In the spirit realm, if I am just talking to God, 
if I am soaking in his presence, if I am in worship, then I thought I was feeding my spirit man. But I was really convicted this week that I needed, I can't just live on water. I have to have bread. What is the bread? The word. I have to feast on the word. And I've been caught in a cycle that I know the word. So I was okay. I'm still doing all my prayers. I'm still doing all my journal. I'm still doing all of my wind words. I'm still doing my stuff. I'm holding it pretty together. But I wasn't because I was starving and my spirit man was malnutritioned because I wasn't feasting on the word in with everything else. And that is what empowers the soul because the battleground is in your mind. Feasting on the word empowers your soul to make the right choice to follow the spirit and not be flaky. Yeah. Or not be worldly. So, conclusion, hands on top. <laughs> that means stop. <laughs> hmm. I got a lot out of that, actually. I've been making notes. Um, so, I just want to pull it all back to what we were talking about, because there's a lot of meat in what you just said, Kimberly. Um, but we're almost out of time. So... Um, I want to point out, like, um, Deanna and Rachel have shared today that they shut down after the overwhelm. Um, and Stephanie has shared that you know the overwhelm's there. You start and shut down. Quiet. Right? You start in quiet. You start in, oh, in almost like escape to the spirit realm. Right? Like When the world gets too much... I think we're all kind of escaping. Whether you're just laying quietly, like Deanna said, you lay on your side, you, you talk to God. Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie, you start out, you, get, you have your quiet time with God. Kimberly? I had my quiet time with God. You have your quiet time with God. And you didn't want to come out of it to do worldly things. Rachel, you're really struggling because you're having quiet time, but it's almost... You're in such overwhelm. Can't pray. You can't even pray during that time. So I think it's all shut down. Yeah, no, it's... Because if you, you're, yeah, if you're not functioning in both... Well, the situations happen, I should start to shut down. Right. Or, for example, on Saturday night when all that stuff was happening, I was controlling the situation and then started to shut down after right but so it's all a result of overwhelm the yeah, overwhelm yeah. is what we want to talk about right rachel it's overwhelm yeah and so what we need to have is what has been mentioned here you know stephanie you brought it up kim you brought it up i coached you on it is balancing between the world and the shutdown the world and the escape to the spirit realm isn't the goal right it needs to be integrated it needs to be all one and i think when you know matthew 6 33 seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added to you god does not tell us to separate them right he says it should all be one so 
the struggle here is how to manage putting them together as one and not running from the spirit this the the world stuff to the spirit realm do you understand where i'm going with this yes um, take jesus with you yeah into the world into yeah, your list like, into yes. your spinning plates right like lit literally i've thought that i felt like you know okay because i have my favorite couch mm -hmm. it's my right that's that's my favorite place to spend time with god and it's like when i get up off that couch i do not need to picture jesus staying on the couch and see you tomorrow morning yeah exactly like, that is done the all wrong. my chores right like when i get up off can i just add something like doctrinally theologically because i've gone through this like with a counselor and and stuff it's it's we're not supposed to live the Christian life in our own strength. It's supposed to be Christ in us, the hope of glory. We're supposed to live the Christ life. Let Christ live his life in us and through us when we do the dishes, when we babysit, when we pay our bills. Now that's easy to say. It's easy. It's easy to say. It's another thing mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. But my the more the 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 proper picture I should have is that when I get up off the couch, Jesus is getting up off the couch because Jesus because God is inside of me by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm the container. I'm the container. Sorry. I'm. One of the things that I'm that and I'm working I'm working on this is that is that um, is that uh, as I'm as I'm doing stuff that it's it's God and me. We are doing the dishes. We are doing regular everyday life. Right. Yeah. That's the blend. Yeah. That's instead of balancing, Amen. that's the blending, right? That's Into, what I love that word integration. Integration. Yeah. 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 So I, the, I like had, even like husband and wife are supposed to be like, and the two shall become one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right. We're supposed to be one. Jesus, like Christ in me in Christ and Christ in me. Well, 20, even to follow that further, we're supposed to die. So that Christ can live in us. Yes. Right? It's Christ who lives through us. But yeah. that's not the point I want to make. I want to come back to what Kim was talking about. Hands, hands, what is it? Hands on top. That means stop. Right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to wind up right now. Um, and I want to leave you with a couple thoughts to ponder. To just mull over until next time we meet. Um when you're feeling the overwhelm, right? Remember Kim's little two-year-old. Hands on top, that means stop, right? Put your hands right on top of your head. That'll remind you. It's your thoughts, right? Stop thinking about it for a second. Okay, that's step one. Just stop. 
And putting your hands on your head, it's, it's like a visual. It's like a, it, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, a visual, right? And then the second thing you're going to do is you're going to give it, allow Jesus to come forward. Because he's in there, right? He lives in us. Allow him to come forward. What would Jesus do in overwhelm? That's our question. You know, what would Jesus, how would Jesus handle this? How would he prioritize what needs to be done? Would he be in a tizzy? Would he be overwhelmed? Would he go to sleep? Or would he go to sleep? Right? Would he take a time out? Or would he just stop? Align himself with godly priorities. Seek him for, seek first the kingdom. Right? And then let the rest of the stuff be given unto you. Does that make sense? So let's try it as a little experiment for the next two weeks because we meet bi-weekly. When you're feeling the overwhelm, let's just stop. Put our hands on our head. Stop our thoughts right dead in their tracks. And let Jesus come forward and prioritize what you need to do first. Is that something that you guys would be willing to try? Absolutely. Stephanie? Um, isn't there a saying, maybe from an old movie or something, don't, like as a parent, maybe talk into a little girl, don't, don't worry your pretty little head. Don't worry your pretty little head. Is that a saying? Yes. Or something yes, like is. that? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I have, I have thought that sometimes it's just like if I would just let God do this and say Stephanie don't worry your pretty little head mm -hmm. like a like like an older person would say to a younger person a wiser person I, I would like to leave you with another thought on that note because this is you know I could tell I could give you a whole message on this too but I'm not right now but unless you become like a little child, you cannot inherit the kingdom yeah. of God. The kingdom wow. of God is peace, joy, and righteousness. 99% of what's going on in where we need to put our hands on top, we should not be what Stephanie said. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. Yeah. Because we have a very, very big father. Amen. The overwhelm comes, I think, from my life. Because I think I'm all grown up. I should be able to make these decisions. I should be able to handle this. And really, I need to become like a little child. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you very much, ladies, for participating today. We have given ourselves lots to talk about next time because we're going to follow up. Um, so to our listeners, I want to thank you for being part of today as well. And if something that was said here um, resonated with you, um, if you struggle with the same sorts of things, um, I just want to encourage you to reach out to Kimberly or I. Uh, you can reach me at wildflowerwomen.ca. 
And you can reach Kimberly at 633-wakeup.com. Also, our uh, individual emails are in the show notes. Shoot us a quick email. Just say, you know, I heard your podcast. Can we chat? Um, so we're going to leave you today. And we want to bless you for being here. We want to bless you for sharing this podcast with others. We want to bless you for your encouraging comments that you're going to leave. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.